Hello and welcome to The Pulse, MVC's podcast to encourage and equip you for your journey of faith and to keep you in the loop on what's going on around the church. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 207 of The Pulse. David Miles here. We are about halfway through Pastor Pete's sabbatical, and I was thinking our audience might very well be missing the sound of Pastor Pete's voice. And so today we are going to take a trip in the Wayback Machine to a conversation that Pastor Pete and I had about 100 episodes ago regarding our favorite books on prayer. I hope you enjoy listening to this conversation, and I hope that once again, these resources might be a great benefit to you. Pastor Pete, we're getting close to the end of our Living on a Prayer sermon series. We are one more week of Living on a Prayer. That's beautiful. (laughs) We won't let Rob listen to that song. But we thought that it would be good to sit down and share with you some great resources around prayer, specifically books that, um, that we have in our libraries that we thought might be helpful for you because it's really great coming out of a sermon series like this to have other resources. Um, obviously, the Lord's Prayer is foundational to our prayer life, but there are other resources to help us grow in that area. And Pete, I think some of the things that you have and some of the books that I have might be good resources for people. I agree. There's so many great resources out there. I think you and I both found our top picks, but there were yeah. more books. Oh, there's have, so many. I have a book, a, a collection of prayers from various centuries and just the richness of language that yeah. people use to express their faith. It's, it's humbling, it's encouraging to think about how, how deep we can go. I was just talking to someone who was sharing about prayer and coming out of a Catholic tradition, thinking well, I can only pray things that have been written down for me. Yeah. And no, you can, you can just, you're communicating with God. You're, you're, you're having an opportunity to come into God's presence and it's a, it's a dialogue. It's not Absolutely. just a monologue. At the same time, we miss out that there's such a rich tradition and history of writings and recordings of, of prayer that we don't have to recreate the wheel. We can, we can go to this really helpful sources, scripture, of course, but also, well, these two stacks that we have Absolutely. in front of us. And while you, while you start... Okay talking about yours this is bad podcasting but i thought of one other book that i have here that i want to share so you talk i'm gonna run and grab this so david is going down uh you might not know he has a hidden staircase he's working his way down to his (laughs) cellar oh he's back that was good back okay so my first pick speaking a little bit about that tradition of um that we're part of the a larger church the universal church yeah uh having grown up episcopalian and i have in my hand the Book of Common Prayer, the 1928 edition from my Episcopal Episcopalian church background, and all the prayers that were uh, included in our liturgy that uh, when I was an acolyte, an altar boy, we would pray. And, and sometimes I go back to these and, and read them, and they're, they're beautiful and timely and, and insightful. Yeah, that's So that's good. one. Uh, but you're probably not going to run out and pick that one up. Here's one that I love. <laughs> Tim Keller with his wife, Kathy Keller, a year of daily devotions in the Psalms. It's called the Songs of Jesus. And it goes through each Psalm with a brief reading. You're not reading the whole Psalm. Brief reading, a paragraph, sort of insight or inspirational message of a devotion, and then a brief prayer. Yeah. So this could be really helpful for someone that maybe feels like the Holy Spirit's just kind of impressing upon them to grow their prayer life. This is a really practical daily sort of thing that somebody could use 
to really infuse some life and energy in, in their prayer life. Very readable, understandable. Yeah. And we're going to come back to the Psalms kind of at the end of our time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you read through, you just open your Bible, you start reading Psalms. I don't understand what this means. How does this connect with my life? That's a good resource. That's great. Yeah. Do you want me to go through keep mine? Keep going, yeah. You want to keep going? Keep okay. Going. Well, we might overlap some way. I have one by Charles Spurgeon. It's called The Pastor in Prayer. And Charles Spurgeon, known as the... Um, the Prince of the Preachers. Prince of Preachers uh, uh, in England. And this collection is actually a collection of his opening prayers to his sermons. So his sermons have been... Uh, printed and reprinted and, and sent out. In fact, weekly, they would be sent out all over the English-speaking yeah. world. These were just his prayers that were extemporaneous. So someone mm. was sitting in the front row and longhand writing out five-minute prayers. We're starting doing that on Sunday morning. Where are we doing? Is that why you have that quill? <laughs> That's right. That, that That's inkwell right. is... <laughs> but can you imagine? And I used to, I've started to read these, and it's a sermon all in and of itself amazing so that's called the the pastor in prayer uh the next one's brand new mark jones the prayers of jesus Hmm. listening to and learning from our savior all sorts of 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 great praise for this book he's a pastor um, of faith vancouver presbyterian church in british columbia that's great Uh, so that's an excellent one because you see jesus praying throughout all the all the gospels here's a classic uh, the Hidden Life of Prayer, David McIntyre, The Lifeblood of the Christian. John Piper writes this, quote, This little jewel-strewn tapestry has done more for me at 64 uh, than what bounds the power through prayer did for me at 34. I hope someday I That's compile... That's a really ringing yeah, endorsement. I, I hope someday I compile a jewel-strewn <laughs> tapestry. <laughs> Whatever that means. Uh, Wayne Grudem... Uh, he writes about, uh, he says, I've read this book again and again uh, over the years. So that's uh, The Hidden Life of Prayer, and it's short, which yeah. is, it's nice to read a short book Bite occasionally. Bite size. Make sure you don't break your teeth on any of those jewels strewn about that tapestry. <laughs> <laughs> now here's one, uh, and do you remember this is the first book I gave you? I know. I didn't make I you use stack, it. so. It's you, at home. Oh, okay, there yeah. you go. The Valley of Vision. Yep. You, Tell us about the Valley of Vision, David. Well, this is this is a, a book of prayers that are broken down by topics, right? There are a variety of different topics in right. here, and this is a, a book of um, Puritan Puritan prayers. prayers. Yeah, and they're they're older, but they're still right. really beautiful, beautiful prayers on a variety again of different topics. We're talking sixteen hundreds to seventeen hundreds, yeah. and so there's vows and these. That's how people spoke both yeah. back then, and you know sometimes when we think that's how you're supposed to pray. We're hearkening back to to an ancient time, mm. but this is just this would be common language, and yeah. yet the depth uh, of the language and the depth of expressing one's need for the, for God, the need for daily grace. Um, here's one: the prayer of love. I just open it to to the prayer of love. Thy name is love. In love, receive my prayer, and and goes on from there. Just beautiful language. Yeah. Uh, this one is a special favorite to both of us. Yeah. Uh, Bailey's a, a, a Diary of Private Prayer. I think this is from the 1940s. So good. There's an updated version oh, of it, okay. which is fantastic. That is probably my favorite book out of all of these. I love that book. Why do you so love good. it so much? What is it about it? Um, I, in particular, I like the updated version of it because I like the way um, 
it just, it's just so practical, but it's also so beautiful. I mean, you're talking about the language um, in your previous book. I think the language in this, even in the updated version, is really beautiful. It's very practical. It's very digestible. And every time I read it, I feel like what I'm praying, it just it just hits home. You know, I really resonate with it. I would say God give, give me grace, but the depth of this grace of a thankful and uncomplaining heart, and so on and so forth, just, oh, I don't even think about that. Yeah. The grace of bodily discipline, the grace of strict truthfulness. Like, what does that mean? Think, you know, it really gives you something to, yep. to wonder. This is one that I have based some of my teaching throughout the series hmm. on. So if you want to get a little deeper into uh, the practicality of, of prayer, and I actually I think I use the phrase uh, from Daniel Henderson, the tra- transforming prayer, the phrase of, of seeking God's face versus just his hand, his, yeah. like the handout, how we change our prayers from a, a shopping list of prayers to transactional transactional to worship-based prayer yeah. and he uh does this masterfully it's very much what the lord's prayer is trying to do those the opening part turns our attention to god uh in in worship before we get to our daily bread and yeah. so forth so the transforming uh prayer by daniel henderson and finally and we can we'll end with this later but sure. finally my stack and I think David has some of these as, as well. well. Richard Foster, Prayer, Finding the Heart's True Home. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> Richard Foster is just a classic Absolutely. Um, Christian thinker and um, uh, kind of like a mystic in a way, isn't he? Like Discipleship, sort Discipleship sort of guru. guru. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Discipleship guru on, on, on prayer. Widely considered the best modern work ever written on Christian prayer. Uh, he probably wrote that himself. But I'll just read this in here. This life-changing book explores the three spiritual movements of prayer, offering a sensitive, warm, and compelling primer that helps us understand, experience, and practice many forms of prayer. Highly, highly would recommend yeah. this one as well. So this one and Bailey, I think if we had to pull out two, top notch. definitely top-notch. Top-notch. Yeah. What do you got? All right, I got a stack here myself. In addition to uh, Foster, Philip Yancey, who oh, sure. many of you are, are familiar with, I'm sure. Prayer doesn't make any difference. This is this is really addressing a question that probably a lot of us wrestle with from time to time. What is the significance of prayer? Does it really make that big of a difference if I engage in prayer or not? I mean, if God knows what's going on, if he knows what's in my heart, why do I pray? And so Yancey addresses some of that in this book. Um, so that's that's definitely a good one. The Kneeling Christian, this is one that, that's one of my dad's favorite books. Hmm. Um, he gave me a copy of this. Um, don't know who the author of this book is, um, but a really great, um, just thought, great thoughts around the idea of prayer. Very practical, very personal. It's an anonymous. Yeah, right? they don't know who the author of this was, um, but they think it was written in the 1930s. Hmm. So it's, it's a little bit older read. In addition to that, I've got a stack here of books by Andrew Murray. Oh, one of my favorites. What do, what do you love about Andrew Murray? So Andrew Murray is is working as a pastor and evangelist in South Africa mm-hmm. in the 1890s, I think. Mm-hmm. 1890s, Somewhere around there, yeah. Think about the conditions. That, think about 100 years later, and they were still fighting apartheid and all that. So 1890s. Yeah. And yet, there's something that cuts through all of that... Uh, time and distance and different culture and all he just gets right to the heart of what it means to follow Jesus yeah. really practical and then he'll take a theme and like the book on humility he'll just mm-hmm. go as deep as you possibly can think of like I hadn't 
consider that yeah. page after page. What so what I'm going to stack them right there? here. So we have the believer's secret of intercession, the believer's prayer life, the believer's school of prayer, mm. the secret of believing prayer. So a lot of different selections here, um, but a great, great author thinker. Um, How comfortable are you with loaning out your books? Someone knocks on your door and say, "Hey, David, I heard I was listening to the Pulse, and you yeah. mentioned Murray." Yeah. Do Do you? Uh, you know. What do you think about that? If I'm being totally honest, it's not my yeah. favorite thing to do. It's <laughs> <laughs> my time of confession here. No. In part because You're I don't always ex- get them back, and, and because you probably have had bad experiences. Right? I've, had, I've had bad experiences. Yeah, I'd be doing a lot of prayer if I. <laughs> I'm with. I'm right yeah. there with you. I. I've got to the point where when I hand a book out to someone, I'm really not expecting. Well, you just put out an all call like I'm missing this book. Man, I think I'm that's a pricey someone. book too. I yeah. think I think I'm having a senior moment already. I think it's at home somewhere. But <laughs> Cheryl has it. So if you get a book from Pastor David or myself, just know that uh, we love you. We very, really, very really love you, and we trust you. <laughs> we're giving you one of our children. That's right. That's right. Um, in addition, okay, what else you got? In addition to those, some more Spurgeon. Man, we got so the, the Spurgeon yep, coming out of our ears. Out here. of our ears. So the power of prayer in a believer's life. Um, I just don't think you can go wrong with Spurgeon. Spurgeon's got some really well, well. <laughs> no, but there's some really you. good stuff. One of the things Spurgeon. That Spurgeon had, he uh, what did he call them? He talked about. I think he said something about the the boiler room, something or other. He always had a group of people praying yeah. during his services. There was yeah. a name for his team. This is long before we came up with prayer warriors. Mm-hmm. In the basement of his church. Yeah. Uh, I would love for us to have that. I had that back east where there are at least three, as many as five people in both services mm-hmm. that were praying throughout the whole service. There's power in that. Yeah. Another great book is called Conversations with God, Two Centuries of Prayers by African Americans. This is different than some of the other books that we've recommended, but based on um, kind of the history and the experiences of African Americans, um, this has some really beautiful, really powerful prayers. And uh, so this is definitely one that I would encourage you to check out. I'd like to borrow that. I promise to return Yeah, are you sure? I'll, I'll, we'll, okay. we'll, we'll write a covenant. That there I you go. It. That works. I also have three books here on the Psalms and using the Psalms as, as prayer. Um, Answering God, the Psalms as Tools for Prayer by Eugene Peterson. Walter Brueggemann's Praying the Psalms, Engaging Scripture and the Life of the Spirit. And Psalms, the Prayer Book of the Bible by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Mm-hmm. So, all of these are really, really fantastic resources if you're looking to use any of the Psalms as as part of your prayer life. The Psalms are—it's a wealth of of uh, worship. It was the worship of the church, worship of, of Jesus. And uh, sometimes we approach prayer with a sense that we have to say it a certain way. Or, right. but when you look in the Psalms, although there's it's contextualized. You know, there's something going on behind whatever the circumstance, and you can have these resources and others. A good study Bible can help yeah. you understand. You see the whole array of the human experience, and God's big enough for all of it. Big enough to hear our doubt, our anger, our our fear, all of it that we can bring uh, to God. Yeah, and He says, "Bring it all to me. I want all of you. Don't filter it." And so I love that you have these resources available. 
Kind of this is a theme for discipleship at the church, though. Absolutely. Uh, this is one aspect. Tell, tell us. This is one aspect. We have six different areas of discipleship focus, and one of them is prayer and Sabbath. We want to help people grow in their prayer life. We believe that prayer is one of the foundational parts of having a relationship with God, and so we want to help you grow in that area. You know, if you feel like you're stuck, you're not sure how to pray, um, you feel like you're not really sure what to pray, these books are really great resources um, to go to. So definitely would encourage encourage you to check them out. Pete, you remember that time we were in Denver and uh, we were chasing down the man that we thought was Walter Brueggemann? <laughs> he had the beard. He did. He had he the had beret. The I thought for sure. It wasn't him, though. <laughs> he thought, who are you two crazy guys yeah. trying to yeah. get a selfie with?